Welcome to the Above Board Podcast with Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis. Today we're going to be talking about getting our microphones sorted and our daily routines and how we keep focused and decide on what to work on. So five minutes for coffee, 37 hours for microphone setup, and then away we go. to the Above Board Podcast, the podcast you just love to listen to every few weeks, which we regularly release, of course, and never, ever miss an episode. Yes. Yes. That's, that's what we're going with. Yes. That, that sounds and, plausible, I suppose. Yeah, well, I'm running stimulant-free today, so you're going to have to catch me when I fall because I have not had any coffee today. So not even like three cups? Ah, uh -huh. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of people think I still don't drink coffee, but I've basically, I stopped and then I toned it back completely. Hmm. So I'm still drinking a little bit of coffee, but I'm not doing, what was I doing before? Three cups of strong blonde roast espresso. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I have two shots of espresso every day and I have for the last, I don't know, 30 yeah. years. <laughs> well, that's that's not enough for me. <laughs> that that I mean, yeah, I like big cappuccinos. That's the problem, right? One day I'll get decaf though, and everything will be good. Isn't right a big cap? We, wait, isn't a big cappuccino a latte? Uh, no, it depends on how you do the milk. But if There's it's big, big then you would have to add more shots. I guess as long as you're adding the same number of shots to make the ratio of milk to espresso, the cappuccino quantity, not the latte quantity. People are learning so much about digital privacy and fathom today on the Above Board Coffee yeah. Show. I, I was thinking, and, and so before we get into the routine, one yeah. thing I'm thinking this morning, or have been thinking a little bit, we digital privacy obviously is quite niche, and lots of people care about it, but do they care enough about listening to a podcast about it? Now, we do have a lot of listeners, but I part of me wonders, are we missing out opportunity um, by perhaps not positioning more as a kind of the small business podcast? Because we talk about running an ethical, uh, what was it, an ethical and above board company mm -hmm. which is fine but i wonder are we missing out on people that might listen to us if we were positioned more you know like business and the journey you know not necessarily going oh, you mean all the things we talk about on every episode and not digital privacy which we don't really <laughs> talk about on the show <laughs> yeah and I, I think we already are positioned because i remember I, I vaguely remember what we've written but i just wonder if we're missing an opportunity there and that comes around to some plans we've got for the podcast and, and growing it as well. Yeah, I can but, circle yeah, back on whatever the description of the podcast is, which I don't think I've looked at for a year or three. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been that long? I don't know. <laughs> However long, I, I think we're, are we at like episode 50? It might be. Hey, maybe. I don't know. We've deleted a few. Exactly. <laughs> One, two, skip a few. <laughs> hey, so today we're, we're going to talk about our routines and perhaps how they've changed over the years, um, finding optimal working hours and just balancing life and that kind of thing. And I sound sick, but I'm not sick. It's just because I've only been up for probably around 17 minutes. So that's all it is. Wow. We are, we are, are, we are on about the same sleep schedule, even though you're two hours ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Well, <laughs> it cool. seems like. So, 
let's let's dive into you. I mean, you've been in the game for what 50, 60 years now yeah. professionally. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm thinking what's changed for you since you were a young nipper? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I am I am the hallmark of long-term routine, I think. I've always been a morning person. I always get my best and deepest work done in the morning. I always value um, deep focused work uh, above all else. Like nothing changed. Nothing really ever changes. Like I've even, I've even worked from home. Like, I mean, working from home is pretty new to a lot of people because of um, that thing that happens <laughs> in the world, the pandemic. But for me, like I've always, I've always worked from home. Like, I don't, I think, I guess I kind of had a bit of an office job in the mid nineties. <laughs> and but, since then I've worked from home. I've always had like a separate room for my home office. Um, mostly because I can write off quite a bit of my, like the rent in where I lived previously. And then the part of the mortgage or part of the space for the mortgage, however that works with taxes, I don't even remember. But so I've yeah. always, and then I always wake up early. I haven't ever had an alarm clock. Um, and I just kind of get to work. I guess the only thing that's changed, it sounds really, this sounds really boring. Um, the only thing that's changed is I quit social media completely. And I mean, granted, I wasn't really on social media that much to begin with, but I have found since I quit Twitter permanently, I have both more space to work and more mental bandwidth to work. I don't have to think about social media. I don't have to think about like my personal Twitter. I don't have to think about any of that. I can just work. And I find like when I do sit down to work now, I'm just 100% focused in whatever, like yesterday when, when we're recording, when you're listening, it wasn't yesterday. I was doing a bunch of SEO work on, on the website um, because our amazing SEO consultant, uh, Jessica provided us this report and I, I sat down and I looked up and it was like, Oh, eight or nine hours later, I guess I should probably stop working. I don't typically work <laughs> for that amount of time, but yesterday I was just, I was real, I was into it. We got this yeah. audit on our website and I was like, damn, I can get so much cool stuff done today. And I just like, I didn't, there, I just, I didn't stop focusing on that and I lost track of time, which yeah. I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, and today I'm not going to work, work, I'm not going to work eight hours, <laughs> probably going to work four, <laughs> but that's just, that's just how it worked. And that's kind of, yeah, that's, yeah. And it's always in the morning for me because that's just the way my body works. So in the early days, you just suddenly fell into deep work, which I was kind of struggling to believe that. Like you, so you just, I mean, deep work is obviously something that's always existed. Mm -hmm. It's obviously something that's been popularized in Carl Newport's book, but this is back in the 90s before Carl Newport was perhaps, I think he was born, but yeah. I mean, what, what brought that on? I mean, was there any awareness as to what you were doing? Was there any kind of upbringing? Was there any... What? How did you know that you needed to focus on deep work? Why weren't you getting distracted by stuff like email or email in the nineties? I suppose wasn't as <laughs> that one email a week I would receive via <laughs> via carrier pigeon. Um, I think it's just I think it's my background and and upbringing as somebody who valued um, like art. So I would spend when I was a kid, I would spend hours 
in my room, like building things with Lego or drawing. Cool. And when I started working for myself, I was just like, I, I want to get lost in the the stuff that I'm doing. Right. So I was just like, okay, I just, the thing that I need to focus on is all I want to focus on until I've done enough of that for the day or until I finish the thing. So it was never really in my mind, like, oh, this is deep work and this is codified in, in, in this way. It was just, I like to, I, I enjoy losing myself in, in, in a task. And if I have distractions, then that's annoying. Like if my phone beeps while I'm working, that bugs me. So I'm like, okay, well, my phone's just not going to fucking beep because I'm just going to turn it off or set it to do not disturb. Right. Like, or if I have emails open, then I'm going to get distracted when an email comes in. So I don't have notifications on emails and I leave email closed unless I'm not doing deep work. Like if I'm just puttering around on the website, then I'm going to leave email open. Then if a support ticket comes in, I'm going to answer it. You had an advantage then in the 90s because you wanted this. You wanted to immerse yourself in deep work. But you also had less distractions as well. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't have the smartphone. You didn't have the emails. So growing up, our lives were completely different because when I was in my late teens getting ready for work, the smartphone was invented. I mean, by the time you moved into work, dinosaurs had just gone extinct. So you weren't really worried about the technology. I mean, the the wheel was just invented and that was distracting. (laughs) (laughs) running around with a stick hitting the wheel those square (laughs) wheels for shit man (laughs) so like it's funny how different generations have different paths but even now i mean there are people in your age that will still get distracted by things because now we're just there's so many things that can distract you and i think i just don't let them in like i just i find distractions so annoying that i just i i guess i have the opposite of fomo because I just yeah. find all of those things... Jomo. Jomo. I just have, yeah, joy of missing out. But it's it's less of a joy. It's more of a an anger and dislike for being distracted in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel... I think it, maybe it was John Henshaw, one of our customers, who we talk... I feel we talk about every episode. But he said that he has a red recording light outside his home office. Yes. So, his family knows when he's working a recording... And I'm like, that would be awesome. But also, like, I don't have kids. And my partner just knows that if I'm working to just, like, email me or, like, save it for later or that sort of thing. Oh, like, yeah. So we already know not to interrupt each other when we're, when we're working. But, like, that, oh, yeah. that idea that's, of the recording light is just... I was just like, ah, that's such a good idea. Like, I, The recording light is for kids. Yeah, like, let's true, be real true. here. It's kids that are running yeah. around screaming and, and playing games. Yeah, that went pretty viral, that post. That's a good post. If you haven't seen it, uh, search for, probably search for John Henshaw, Red Light. Oh, no, that could turn up some interesting <laughs> results. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so you've always done deep work. You know, you were interested in that and what have you. I mean, yeah, I was certainly interested in focusing on stuff, but I know for a fact that I grew up with distractions and it was really hard to kind of get there. Um, and you've always, for the most part, worked from home. So yeah, your you're kind of your journey's kind of boring. Yeah, hundred percent is deep work from day one, and you were sorted. Yeah, that's it. No <laughs> struggle. What about you? Amazing. Let's let's talk about you. This is yeah. Let, let's talk about your journey to wherever you're at at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, I can talk about. I mean, school for me was closer. I mean, it was last year, so I can still <laughs> remember it. Um, I didn't. I didn't do anything in school. 
I you know it was boring wasn't stimulating I enjoyed it for the social aspect of things so my, my attitude to work or I guess my focus towards work in general was absolutely appalling I never completed assignments um, I never really saw the point in it all to be honest with you because I, I knew what I wanted to do by the time I was oh crikey I don't even know and so I was you know you do English and you'd write about I always remember the signalman we wrote about the signalman and it's something you know, like some guy directing a train. I don't even remember. And the teacher just chased and chased and chased and chased me. And it, it was just, I never did it. And it became, and then it became a joke because it never got, yeah, it never got um, given in. But so f for me, I always struggle because it's like, what's the point in this? I'm not going to do this if there's no point, which is sort of an early indication that I probably shouldn't be working for anyone because there are some people that can just shut up and get on with it which is a good trait in a lot of, well, especially a good trait in traditional employment. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. There has to be a purpose behind what I'm doing. I sound like an entitled millennial, but it's just how I'm wired. And when I harness that, I can have great output. So at a young age, I was already watching that. And then when I transitioned into full to or part-time work initially and full-time work, it was really the case of, okay, wait, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm focused, I'm honed in. I guess I didn't really have deep work away from people, but I'd chuck on my headphones and I would just zone in. And and that's how I started working. But the real routine development really had to come when I didn't have any kind of structure. So no meetings or anything. And kind of when I started Fathom, although when I was working, you know, full-time contracting, I did have a routine, obviously, mm -hmm. but it was kind of forced because I had to be around for meetings and, and various other things. So I'm going to I'll probably skip through that because that's not as interesting to me. <laughs> and uh, I'll come through to Fathom and my current routine. So we we can work whenever we want, realistically. I mean, we've got, we don't have to worry about EU servers. We've got serverless infrastructure. Things, I'm, I'm going to touch wood, <laughs> things don't really go wrong because everything's managed for us, right? So I don't really have to worry about being on call and, and that kind of thing. And I do get, I am obviously you know, monitoring things, but I'm not too worried about it. So my routine used to be wake up in the morning at 7am. Uh, I'm with my kiddo till around 9am and then I go to work. And then from nine till I want to say like three or four, something like 3.34ish I'm working. Um, and, but honestly I was finding, and this is why I'm interested in routines right now. I was finding that I wasn't enjoying that and it, it wasn't working for my wife either because she didn't get the appropriate amount of breaks. And this is like entitled how we're talking, but that's just our life is set up in a way where we can be flexible with our schedule, mm -hmm. right? I know not everyone can do that. And I know it's privileged to be talking about this, but um, it wasn't working for her and it wasn't working for me. I hate getting up at 7 a.m. Again, like, what, what a privileged little shit. But I just, it doesn't work for me. I'm a night owl. I love staying up late and going to bed late. And so like I've been working on our, something I'm not going to talk about just yet, but I've been working on something. And I worked till 2 a.m. the other day and I went to bed and I'm like, oh, that feels really good to have that done. And I just, you know, I just find it so much easier to work at night. So I've now switched my routine into a place where I'm sleeping until uh, about like 9.30, 10 a.m. And it's on the basis that my wife is up at 4 a.m. and has a ton of energy in the mornings and wants to do the mornings and never sleeps in she's nuts she's like working out she like <laughs> works out before i don't know she's nuts and uh 
I basically then get up. So from about normally, I, I normally am taking over 12 p.m. till 6 p.m. is pretty much me being around and, you know, she can do whatever she wants. She can see friends and what, what have you. It's cool, though, because 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. is quiet time for the kiddo. So I can just, you know, just do some – I can talk with you. I can – if there's some support, I might do that. I'll throw a, throw a um, six-sided coin and if it lands – a six-sided dice and if it lands on one, I'll do some support. <laughs> And then really I roll until six and then from six till midnight to 2 a.m. I'm working. And typically the focused work, the really deep work comes in kind of 10 till two where I really get wired in and I forget about the time. Yeah, And I'm enjoying it. And I just really have tapped into this optimal time for me because in the morning when I'm hearing things you know, outside of my office, I find it quite hard to focus. If there's a brief pause in a song and I hear my kid laughing, I can, you know, I'll think about that. I won't be able to stay focused in. And so, or, or maybe she's not laughing. Maybe she's screaming and crying <laughs> and I'm thinking about my wife and I'm thinking, oh, should I go and, you know, go and help or whatever. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily needed, but it's still on your mind, right? Um, so yeah, that that's a big change for me. And again, deep work is important to me, but the big thing is finding when that focus time is because everyone's got a different time where their optimal focus is. And dude, actually going back a little bit, when I started my one of my first businesses, and it wasn't my first, but or tried to, raw gains, right? Mm-hmm. Complete failure, but I took I quit my full time job to work on it. I would stay up till five AM and I would just go in overnight. I'd get so much done. And admittedly it was obviously stuff I didn't need to be focusing on <laughs> because, you know, I didn't know about startup stuff. But yeah, I loved it. And I sort of remembered that recently and I thought, okay, I'm gonna do that again. Now the kicker is you need to find a way to be able to sleep in because otherwise you're going to be tired all day. And so right now I'm running on like five or six hours sleep, which obviously isn't enough. Yeah. And so white noise machine it is. But it's just funny. I mean, that's just it. With the routine, if you're working from home, speak with your partner. And what we found, and I'll be transparent about this because it's maybe interesting to some people or helpful, um, we hadn't realized that we were running on a routine that neither of us really liked. Yeah. Right? It, we kind of just fell into this routine and my wife wasn't feeling it and I wasn't feeling it. And we spoke about it and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're the morning person. You should be doing the mornings. And then she wants she wants space to do, you know, whatever she wants to do because, you know, she's basically a full-time mum, which is <laughs> exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's far harder than anything I've ever done. So we worked it out in a way that it works good. And it's uh, we're only a week and a bit into this, but we're both way happier. I just need to get my fucking sleep back and then I'll be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, sleep is always like priority number one because everything falls off of the back of sleep. Like as long as I get decent sleep, then I can figure out how to get the rest of the stuff done. Because if I don't sleep well, then it's bad. But also you're, you're saying that communication with your partner is beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, man. It's just this one thing we didn't even realize. So it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely funny. She's, she's well happy. Um, so it's really good. Uh, she's, she's loving it. Cause she can like, at, before she'd put Annalise down for quiet time. Right. And she'd have to think, oh, okay. You know, I need to watch her and she never really switches off. And yeah. Well, she does not until the end of the day, but then if you got a kid, you know that, and this is why I really, really respect, like my mom was a, a single working mom. I have a lot of respect because the kid just wants mum. So think about, imagine you've got, uh, like you've got two parents, right? The kid typically, I don't know if I can actually, no, I can be gen- quite generic with this. The kid does tend to cling to mum. Like, mama, I want my mum, right? And then, oh, 
I don't even know. I'm sp- and as yeah. I'm saying that, I'm thinking, is that the case? Because if the kid is always around dad, do they still have that same bond to the mum? Maybe that's not the case. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop on that thought because yeah. I don't know if that's always. True. I, have, I have no but, idea. Uh, I only know I only know of kids dude. tangentially through you. <laughs> yeah, no, it just I don't know. Mums don't get a break sometimes, and I always feel for them. So I, I'm aware of that, and uh, structuring in a way where it works for me and my wife is just good. Because I do. There are you know when you go onto Twitter and there are guys. No, this is met. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. But, you know, men talking about stuff on Twitter and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, who's looking after your kid? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, you get a vibe where they just, they aren't involved. The mum is doing absolutely everything, you know, looking after the kid, cooking dinner, doing this, looking after the house. And you can just look at them. And you're like, yeah, okay. You know, it's not, I don't even know what the feeling is. It's like, it's a weird, it's not even a resentment. It's not anything. It's just like, you kind of think, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. That's, I also people know what I mean. Yeah, I I also think that uh, an interesting point here is that there's not just like one size fits all. Like you couldn't just read some article on Medium about how to focus or be productive and and apply that to your yes, life or any because for you like you're a night owl. That's just how you're wired. But my partner's the exact same way. She is very like her brain activates when my brain is like getting sleepy and yeah. wanting to go to bed. Yep. And in, in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm just like, bah, 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 bah. and she's like, I just woke up. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it's, exactly, it's a role reversal yeah. in, in the evening. And so I think it's hard when people are like, oh, well, you, you need to like wake up early and focus in on work to get things done. It's like, no, that works for some people. That does not work for all people. So that there needs to be this pushback on this prescriptive advice, doesn't yeah. there? Because, I mean, I was reading your... Someone linked it on Twitter and I, I was reading your article enough yesterday on our blog mm. from from when you had PaulJarvis.com yeah. at PJarvis.com. And it's just a case of, no, not everyone should be trying to build a multi-billion dollar business. You need to actually look at yourself and see what is going to help you and your family. And that's the thing you should focus on. But all this prescriptive advice, you kind of get swayed I know I certainly did. Yeah. And I mean our our yeah. focus too like for for both of us I think we we value family time as much as work time. Like it doesn't Lifestyle. yeah, work work isn't succeeding if we're negate if we're being ne- negligent to our family or not making time for like uh, the life stuff as well. Right. Like part of yeah, why we, yeah. it's not easy to run a business, but part of why we do it is because we can make those decisions to be like, okay, maybe we work a little bit less today, but we have this other thing that we want to do or that's important or that is just rest to um, be ready for the, for the next time something big comes up or some deep focus work needs to happen kind of thing. Like the only reason I could get all of that work done yesterday is because I literally, between F1 and American football, I think I sat on the couch for Saturday. <laughs> we were, we're recording this on a Monday. Is it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. But I, w- I did all that work on a Monday. And the only reason I could do all that work on a Monday is I just chilled the fuck out on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talked about MRR in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we um, gave our actual number too, which is surprising. <laughs> we did, yes. I mean, the real value of SaaS is lifestyle. And I think that's maybe why people post the money because mm-hmm. the money can, I mean, I know, I know someone, I, I don't know. I, I'm careful when I sh- share this kind of stuff. It's not secret or bad, but it's not, it's obviously not bad. Um, he's saying, you know, his business allowed him to 
football allowed them as a family to send his wife back to school, mm-hmm. right? Because of his business. I mean, incredible, absolutely incredible. And so, you know, he's proud of that and he should be. Um, and things like that and even just like you spoke about um, having the balance, you just touched on that. I know that when I was working by the hour, I know I didn't have a balanced life. And admittedly, I didn't have a kid, so it was different. But when I was working, when I was paid by the hour, I grinded it. Yeah. You know, and I was I was working a ton. And I'm, I don't think I was working the amount of one person. I'm pretty sure my output was at least two people. And I was just, yeah. That wasn't balanced though, right? No. That had knock-on effects. And uh, I wasn't, yeah, that wasn't good. And I look, I look now, it's night and day. It really is night and day. And I think that's something that a lot of people neglect when they're talking about things. You know, people building multi-billion dollar businesses. I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, yeah, but what does your life look like? Mm-hmm. Do you see your partner? Do you see your kids? And all that stuff, that's always in my mind. Yeah. And so I think optimizing for lifestyle is just, is so great. Optimizing for your lifestyle. Yes, right? yes, yes. What you want your lifestyle to be. Because some people would turn around and say, yeah, I don't really care about my wife. You know, if we get divorced, that's cool. And I don't really care. You know, building this business, this is what my life is all about. These people need these animated gifts. I need to grow this business. Oh, that, the gifts. That's fine. If that's what, yeah, I mean, I'd say you shouldn't have got married if you weren't ready to commit. But um, yeah, there's no problem in that. It's your choice, isn't it? Just, you know, let your wife know or let your husband know and they can just get out now and done. <laughs> In the Relationship Advice Podcast with Jack Ellis. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, routines are, are obviously of huge importance. But, um, yeah, stop modeling them after the articles. As Paul said, there's no one size fits all. Yeah. What else have you got to say? Oh, I thought we were ending it there. No, that's fine. <laughs> Unless, don't, don't include this. Okay. I definitely won't include this part right here. 